Hello, friends, and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode 160. Bird is the word. My name is Pete, and joining me tonight are Matt, nope, and Tom. Take two. So far, so good. <laughs> We're three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. Actually, I think you could qualify this as take three. Is that is that what they do in Hollywood? I don't know what they do in Hollywood. Tom, I've never been to Hollywood. They, I don't fit in out there. I'm eating. I'm eating what is supposed to be a breakfast bread for dessert right now. That's concerning to me. A little, a little Amish friendship bread. We've been oh, making a ton of it. Oh. And my wife decided to get creative. Made this one like the recipe she uses calls for for pudding, and she did chocolate pudding and then chocolate chips in it. So it's it's kind of like chocolate Amish bread. So it's pretty much chocolate cake, is what you're saying? No, no, it's got no. It's it's a, it's a it, yeah. Okay, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's a cake. It's chocolate cake essentially. I went downstairs to to tell her we're about to start the podcast, and she says, "Hey, I, you know, try the bread. I cut you a slice of it." So you can't turn that down. Now we're up here. I've had issues getting to our outline. Pete has had issues with the intro. It's it's been a it's been a day. Look, I tell you, it's been a day for me. It's been a day for me. It's a frustrating day at work. Just everything that could possibly go wrong went wrong. I, and I don't I don't have frustrating days at work generally. But very frustrating day at work. But we're here now. You're saying something to your wife, so we're all good. Yeah, she uh, she came in and whispered, "Are you podcasting?" And I had I nodded, "Yes, we are live on the air in Living Color Disney." So, Bird is a I, word. Are we going to talk about Bird is a word? I think we need to hear from Kingdom Strollers first, and then we talk about Bird is the word. Okay, let's let's do that. I just want to reiterate how awesome Kingdom Strollers is. I'm sure I've done this in the last two or three episodes, but. Great experience with them. You know, show up on time. The stroller they bring you is is great shape, clean. And then they come pick it up from you. I mean, it, it really makes your trip that much easier. So don't have enough good to say about them. But let's pause for just a second and hear from, from Kingdom Strollers. So your family is coming to Orlando. And the thought of lugging your stroller onto the plane isn't your idea of fun. But you're smart enough to know that conquering the theme parks of Orlando without a stroller for your kids could be a vacation killer. As parents ourselves, we get it. You're not asking for much. You just want the convenience of a clean, affordable stroller or crib delivered to your hotel or vacation home, ready to use. Welcome to Kingdom Strollers, a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. To book your stroller or crib, just click on the item you'd like to reserve and select the dates for your rental. We run a tight ship, so we will never overbook. Next, tell us where you're staying and choose the times for delivery and pickup. Then, choose from helpful free accessories like cooler bags and rain covers. It couldn't be easier. If you have any questions or concerns, you can check our FAQ page or just give us a call. We are always ready to answer your questions. Once you've placed your reservation, there's nothing left to do except count down the days until you're in sunny Florida. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and book your stroller or crib from Kingdom Strollers today. 
Okay, so what bird is a word? Where, where did this even come from? Your mouth is full of friendship bread right now. Yeah, I was, I was eating a delicious bite of this bread. I think my puppy ran in here and stole something off the floor. I don't know what that was. And, and my wife is, is in here looking for something, and she has the hiccups. Uh, not <laughs> not the hiccups from uh, from anything other than, than just what you get hiccups from. Um. So, yeah, I, I'm basically saying, you know, some people drink a lot and they get the hiccups. She's not been drinking. She just has the hiccups. <laughs> Where did bird of the word, where does where did bird is the word come from? So I know it from a Family Guy episode, but I'm certain that's not. Well, no, it's that song, Surfing Bird. It's that song, right? If you knew where it came from, what made you ask me? Well, I just don't know how it got on this outline as the title for the episode. Well, you know, I get what you were saying now when you said this is really take three because we've done this episode before. And a lot of things have changed since that episode, so we had to scrap it. And I think we had this exact conversation then when we chose the name Bird is the Word. So we're just going to pretend you guys know what we're talking about. So Bird is the Word is the episode. We're going to talk about the news. There is a ton of news that has come out really in the last couple of weeks. So, And, and we've been skipping the news. We've kind of been slacking on the news. We haven't done a really good job of covering news. This is going to get you guys current. So... If, if you've got somebody that's going to quiz you on your on your current Disney knowledge, this is the episode to listen to. It's going to get you up to date. It's going to get you current. You're going to be able to talk intelligently about Disney or as intelligently as we can make you talk. So let's dive right into it. Can we – so there's just a lot of like general news. Let's Why don't we start with the parks and then we'll go back to uncover all this general news. So I'll start with Magic Kingdom. That's the first park on the outline. If you have not heard, there's a new backstory that has been updated for the Trader Sam scene in Jungle Cruise. So, well, I love the, the, what you wrote, word on the stream, is that Alberta Falls, proprietor of the Jungle Navigation Company, has entrusted her longtime friend Trader Sam to manage the new lost and found location. But with Trader Sam being Trader Sam, there's always an opportunity to make some extra money. After all, all the best rides end with a gift shop, Right. So the, the so, Trader Sam character is gone, and it's it's funny because I'm I'm sure that I mentioned this on the episode, but my wife and, and kid and I rode the Jungle Cruise on a Saturday, the Saturday before Easter actually, and Easter Sunday Trader Sam was gone. So I literally saw Trader Sam the last day he was at the Jungle Cruise. I'm kind of a part of history. I mean, it would have been really cool if you were the last ride of the evening. I don't think we were. I mean, it was at like 9 o'clock in the morning. So probably not. But but yeah, it would have been cool. So Trader Sam is gone. This is the plan. And Disney's making a lot of changes to the Jungle Cruise because of cultural insensitivity. Uh, you know, similar to what we saw on... And I don't know if you were going to use this as a, as a secret, but I just kind of want to throw it out there. Similar to what we saw on Pirates of the Caribbean. And did you know that Red, the Pirate Red, is a repurposed animatronic. No, but go ahead and tell the people where Red came from. So I've heard, and I don't know that 100% this is true, but I suspect it is, reliable sources and all, that Red is a repurposed Wicked Witch animatronic from the Great Movie Ride. That's got to make Pirates of the Caribbean go up immensely in your book yeah well parts of the caribbean's already already ride rides high in my book just because of the the smell the incredible smell in there 
But anyway, if we if we talk about this on every piece of news, we're never going to get through all this stuff. So we're going to blitz through. A lot of changes coming to the Jungle Cruise. Uh, the the People Mover has reopened, and they are now seating parties. I don't think they're seating parties together in the ride vehicles, but they're not separating trains. So parties are riding together in the trains at at the uh, at the People Mover. Honestly, I don't. I don't remember a time where I've. If you have two, you never get you never get sat in the one booth together. No, 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 you don't, you don't. So, continuation. Uh, some new snack locations at Magic Kingdom are going mobile order. Sunshine Tree Terrace. This is where you get the uh, the orange vanilla swirl. Friars Nook and Sleepy Hollow Tavern. I mean, Sleepy Hollow is a very welcome addition to mobile order. I think because that line is incredibly long all the time. V long. Yep. And uh, then, one, yep. I was going to say one piece of news I'm really sad about. Sorcerer the Mag- Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom plaques have been removed. Pete put in the notes, sad face, or maybe I put that in the notes. Yeah, no more but, Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, so we had gotten into. I mean, we were we were going each visit. We'd get more cards, and my wife would carry them around. I don't want to pretend that. Is that a Disney cup in your hand? It is, in fact. It's got yeah, it's one Mickey, of those McDonald's. It Disney is one of the McDonald's. from like the nineties. Yes, it is. It is. I have the whole. I have a whole set of those. Anyway, yeah, I do too. Your mom gave these to me, actually. Uh, I, th- I guess. I guess uh, she had two sets of them because <laughs> I have a set too. But yeah, Sorcerers of Magic Kingdom plaques have been removed. I, this to me is un- was unnecessary, but I am trying based on some feedback we've gotten. We don't want to be too negative, right? We we uh, so I'm trying to be positive. But there's really nothing that positive that comes out of this. Yep. And then finally, updated menu at the plaza. They've added some new entrees. They've added some plant-based items. The, the menu hasn't changed a whole lot. I think there's a brisket burger that they've added and some plant-based items. Uh, if you want to hear about my experience at the plaza, you can listen to our, I believe it was the episode before last, or the last episode. I'm not, I'm not quite sure at this point. And uh, you'll get the whole story on it. So let's let's go over to Animal Kingdom. Festival Lion King is reopened now, and I I think I have not watched the show, but I think it's a modified show. Is that correct? Okay, so I was going to ask you that I think something's on YouTube. You could have tuned into a live show like on a weekday at two o'clock or something. I do not know with one hundred percent certainty that it has been modified, but I had heard it would be modified, so I'm going to assume it has been. Really, that's all the Hollywood Studios or the Animal Kingdom news. I'm sorry. Um, Hollywood Studios, real quick. The uh, the Galactic Star Cruiser has been bumped to 2022. Will not open this year. Disney is in the process of hiring actors to play roles on this. And we've also seen some additional news come out. Uh, I I didn't. I'm not following this very closely because it's so far out. But but there are going to be some special events that happen. That type of stuff. Um, and then Epcot finally. The uh, Gelateria Toscana at the Italian Pavilion is now open. Now, you know where this is, Tom, right? That that cart that used to, that's been there for forever is not a cart anymore. It's it's an actual building now. So Has the I, cart ever served anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the cart where uh, I mean, I've I know I've stood. I think you and I stood in line there while the Italian the young Italian gentleman hit on the attractive women in front of us. Yes, that is a sta- oh, I did, that's a standalone building now. It's a standalone building now. Yes, yes. Oh, that was a ridiculous. You know, 
and I'm not being negative about this experience. That was just that was absurd. I mean, this guy was taking digits and giving out free drinks, and they were spilling drinks. They were giving more drinks. That line took a long time. It we was, were right behind it, him. I it mean, was a, we were right behind him. Yeah. Um, so really exciting news here. The food and wine festival this year will not be a taste of food and, and wine, which is what we've had. Really, all the festivals since March of last year have been a taste of whatever festival. This is the full food and wine experience. Yeah, this is big time news, and and I I'm not going to harp on it, but this is this is the stuff. Wow, we, we've been to Disney a lot pre-COVID, a lot in the middle of the pandemic. I guess you could say Disney was so different, and that's probably why the wind was not in our sails when we talked about it quite as much as it was previously. This right here is a good start. Food and Wine Festival is by far the best festival, in my opinion, in Epcot, but it is the most crowded, um, and it is the one that probably uh, is the most wild at night because a lot of people enjoy this one. But to us, you know, to get away from the taste of type festivals and really reopen it, and that, that means a lot. I mean, that means they're bringing back more cast members. That means there's more places to get food and drink. And that cut down cuts down the lines everywhere. So that is uh, really exciting. Staying with the World Showcase, New Morocco Relaxation Station now open. Okay, so and and I want to talk about this for a minute. I, I didn't. I'm not one that rushed to relaxation stations. Like I could I could get myself in AC and order a food or drink and go find a, you know a standing table. I think Disney did a good job of having. At least, okay, relaxation, relaxation stations near places you can get food and table and air condition. I have no idea if this will be utilized now that Disney, you know, as of by the time this releases, ha- has removed the mask mandate, went outdoors. Um, ah, it, it, it would have been used prior to that because it's a, an area you can go sit, take your mask off, and do eat and, eat and drink. But, yeah, I don't know if, if this is even going to be necessary by the end of this month yep um you know a couple other things mickey and friends are moving to the front of epcot for character meet and greets you know we've we've seen a lot of these cavalcades ending at the parks and so the characters are are kind of moving to different locations i i know that uh and i watched a youtube video the other day where mickey and minnie are and pluto were actually standing out in front of the park greeting people you saw Pooh kind of chasing butterflies where we were watching the bunnies outside of uh, Figment. So they're, they're moving characters throughout the park. This is a good sign. Uh, big piece of news here, Tom. I think you're going to be really excited about this. The Beverly is returning to Club Cool at Epcot this summer. So you will be able to get your Beverly fix again. I like the Beverly. It's definitely not as bad as people make it out to be. But I must just be – I must just give it away because – I don't really drink soda in, at all. You know, I drink sweet tea and water. And so whenever I'm like, ooh, you should try this when it's good, no one believes me. They're like, okay, what's the catch? But yeah, I'm with you. I mean, the Beverly's not that bad. But I, again, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of soda in general. The last bit of Epcot news is my favorite. It's probably your favorite too. And I've, I've like beat the drum that this is a good show. Epcot Forever is what we're going to talk about here. There is a rumor that Epcot Forever may return before Harmonious starts. And here's my theory. Aside from the fact that people staying, you know, right there in the Yacht and Beach Club boardwalk area, they have heard Epcot Forever music being tested late at night. 
in Epcot. I can't imagine they're bringing Epcot Forever music to Harmonious, although Epcot Forever does have the best soundtrack of any fireworks show ever at Epcot. Don't at me. I think I think there's I think those barges aren't working. This is my speculation because I haven't even seen them in person. I've seen one of them. But I'm terrible. wondering if like the, the misting effects and and the barges aren't working like they thought they would. So they're like, all right, we we need to go back to the drawing board. Let's bring Epcot Forever back. That's my theory, and I'm sticking to it. But they are they are starting to cover those barges with some like decorative cloth, and like they're they look like they're getting finished. I guess. But do, do you think they play Epcot Forever music in Harmonious? No, no, I don't. I don't. And I I think Epcot Forever comes back in some capacity. I don't think they're ready to start Harmonious by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, it seems like every week a new barge pops up in the middle of the lake. So. Yeah, those views aren't real good anymore. No, they're really not. So that's all the park news we've got. We're we're going to go over to just kind of general news now. And, and this is, I think, where we're going to spend the bulk of our time because just the hits keep on coming, right? And and I think, number one, the, the really the biggest thing that, and the thing that I want to mention first is that, as Tom mentioned, Disney has removed their outdoor mask mandate. Uh, you are no longer required to wear a mask when you're outdoors, although some outdoor queues cast members are asking guests to put on masks. Uh, Slinky Dog Dash comes to mind where we've seen cast members asking guests to, to pull up their masks still. But uh, but yeah, no more masks outside. Look, this uh, this is huge news, right? This, this, uh, this makes me want to go back to Disney in the summertime more than more than I think I did a week ago because I mean I can tell you from just from being there in September and it wasn't real hot in September but it was it was warm the, the masks and the humidity and the heat just they don't work So I've said down in the south like these masks are going to last till the summer and people are just going to be over it I mean we went from 2 weeks to flatten the curve to we've been in we've been in masks for over a year and I just kept thinking, look, Disney, Disney's either going to have a huge issue with guests not being compliant of the rules, and then cast members are obviously going to have to correct them, and things can escalate from there, or or you're just going to have to say, look, if you want to come to Disney, we're not going to make people wear masks. That's you. You make your own decision, whatever you're comfortable. I wish the whole time it would have been like that. That that's what I wished from the get go. You know, kind of take your own risk, enter it at your own risk, but. Anyway, yeah, no more outdoor masks, but but you do wear masks on attractions, even if they're outdoor. From what I understand, you wear masks on uh, any any cues you enter, any indoor attractions. Um, you can remove your mask for pictures, but not on rides. So you couldn't like pull your mask down before the drop on Splash Mountain. But yeah, that it's exciting news to me. I mean, it, it makes me want to go back to Epcot. Like Pete said, we were toying around with a trip that would have uh, would be taking place real soon and, and almost pulled the trigger on it. And then my wife and I were looking at a July trip as well and have elected not to do it. But once the mask thing came out, she kind of looked at me like, huh, maybe we, you know, maybe we take a chance there. But there are some other reasons we decided not to. Well, and I, and um, I tell you, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot more tempting now than it was. Well, because... There's so much more fun when you can buy a bottle of water and walk around with it or buy well, a drink in Mexico. And, and Yeah, a couple couple things to go along with that that I'll just mention is that, yeah, guests can now eat and drink while walking around outdoors. So 
that you know that was one of the huge complaints that we had about Epcot was that look, it's it's tough to get around the world and eat and drink your way around the world when you're when you're stuck in one place when you, whenever you have a drink or whenever you have food, and so the relaxing of this helps that tremendously. I, I think it's going to help uh, help the crowding at Epcot, right? Because you know think about the Mexico Pavilion. Everybody goes into La Cava and, and gets a margarita and just sits in the Mexico Pavilion because they know they can't walk around with that margarita. Whereas now maybe you pop in, you get you get your margarita and you leave. So and they with, want to stay in the air condition. Well, they want to stay in the air condition too because they, you have to stand still. Yeah, exactly. I'd rather stay in an air condition. Exactly, and you have to wear a mask if you're walking around. So I think this helps alleviate some of the crowding issues, and and we see this everywhere, right? We see this. I'm thinking about uh, Kringla at, uh, at in the Norway Pavilion. I'm thinking about uh, the France Pavilion. The uh, I, the name's escaping me right now, but you know what I'm talking about. The restaurant at the France Pavilion where people just – people crowd in there and they don't want to leave. Yeah, it's it's really big news. The only, the only place that I think actually did it right is in the UK, Rose and Crown. You couldn't sit in there. They, they had like two tables – and the rest was just walk up windows and go. But they did uh, have, but, but they did have that relaxation station right at the, outside at the, at the fish at the window right there, right? So, yep, yep. you know, there was there was definitely space to uh, to stand around there. So, with this announcement, I mean, a whole lot of other stuff has has happened, and and I think this is what uh, Bob Chapek was was talking about. He came out and kind of cryptically said that. He thought that guests were going to be a lot more comfortable this summer at Disney World. So I think this definitely has something to do with that. I, I think that, you know, we may be looking at a full, you know, they, they may just get rid of masks altogether by by the summertime. I've read a couple articles out there that that say that you know, whoever's writing these articles feel feels like masks are going to be completely gone by by June first. So you know, we'll see how that goes, but uh, but it seems like Disney's making strides towards that certainly right now. Um, and with that too, I, I did want to talk about this, and and this is something that um, I know I know it. You said it gets really annoying when you park hop and you're going in and out of the parks. The temperature checks no longer being required at Walt Disney World. Uh, yeah, and they actually they actually got rid of these early because they got rid of the masks and and. I guess they figured, well, we don't have masks. We don't need the temperature checks anymore. So, yeah, no more temperature checks at, at the parks or at Disney Springs or at the table service restaurants. So if you were eating at the resorts, they were required to take your temperature before you went into these resorts. They're ending that. Now, I don't think they've ended that at every single resort at this point, but they are – they're getting there. So what what else? So uh, – and, and I'm trying to think. So some of this, some of this is going to be kind of – COVID related, and I'm trying to pick that stuff out now. So, with that, um, an- another one. Hold on one sec, Pete. So, a few more examples of some things that have been removed. Hand washing stations are being removed around Walt Disney World. One way exits and entrances being removed throughout the park. This is something that was really a pain because you you'd, you'd be like. Going down, you'd be like going down Main Street trying to get in one of the one of the stores, and it's exit, 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 and the entrance is actually right at the front. Um, and then I think the the other one that is the other two really 
they are removing some of the six feet distancing requirement signs and announcements. And they are reducing some of the dis- distancing and spacing between parties on rides, shows. Uh, there's plexiglass on a lot of a lot of attractions. So whenever you have a switchback that would be, you know, you very close to the next party, just the railing in between you, Disney had put up plexiglass in those areas. They're removing the plexiglass from the attractions and the ride vehicles themselves. Correct, Pete? Yeah. So they're yeah the queues, the ride vehicles. The uh, the shows, so you know they had distancing markers up in in all the shows. For instance, the the Frozen sing along, you know they had plexiglass up. Uh, uh, it's tough to be a bug. Plexiglass up between seating areas. A lot of that's going away now. It's it's not all gone away, but I think as we go on through the through the coming weeks, that a lot of that stuff's going to disappear. And and I think this was always meant to be temporary, right? We're, we're Disney was never going to. Because Tom, I I rode Rise of the Resistance with plexiglass. I rode Mickey and Minnie's Trainwreck with plexiglass. Like those rides were not meant to have plexiglass barrier. Kilimanjaro Safaris. Like it's really tough to have this plexiglass or these dividers up and to see everything that that you're supposed to see on these rides. So these rides were never supposed to have that. And, and so I think it's good that uh, that these are going away. You know, also they're they're starting to seat parties a lot closer together on rides. Uh, we we see in Pirates of the Caribbean they're seating every row. Splash Mountain they're seating every row. Like I said, Tomorrowland, uh, Transit Authority, People Mover they're seating not parties in the same uh, same car, but they're seating them in the same train now. So a lot of these rides you're seeing where where people were distanced before, where they may have left two or three rows between parties, they're not doing that anymore. And and look, that's with Disney increasing capacity, this is absolutely 100% necessary. They have to get these rides running at as full capacity as they can because the lines are going to be shorter like lengthwise, but time-wise they're still going to be, you know, they're still going to be growing as Disney increases capacity. Yeah, and I don't want to brush over what Pete said there, but Disney is immediately increasing theme park capacity. I know we saw that because at one point some of the weekends we looked at in May and June and and even in July had zero. Some of them had no availability for you know buying a theme park ticket and going. Others had limited. Most times you could get Epcot, but the other parks were sold out. So when Pete saw that announcement, he logged back in and said, "Hey, we actually could go if you still want to, but we had kind of made the decision not to at that point." Um, with that, as you're beginning to plan trips, the flexible cancellation policy has either has ended or is ending at Walt Disney World hotels. I, I I'm not really sure of this, and I tried to go back and look. I'm. It will if if it hasn't ended already. It will be ending very quick, very soon. Uh, you know, before you you could cancel up till the day before your trip and get all your money back. So that's going away. Uh, Disney's reverting back to their old policy, which escapes me at the minute. But uh, it, it was a lot less flexible. I I think if you cancel the day before under their old policy, you've pretty much forfeited at least a night, if not all your money, right? I don't remember. It's been so long, and I had an annual pass. So I, those are the days when you didn't, you didn't even need a, a park reservation. You could just show up with your annual pass and scan in. Yep, you're right. So also with uh, going back to hotels, Boardwalk Inn is going to be reopening uh, July. So exciting there. Uh, and then also valet parking has returned to Disney hotels. So the uh, the valets are back in force. So if you are in Tom's 
income bracket, you can afford to valet your car <laughs> again. Uh, I'm just going to keep the episode moving on that note. Parking, <laughs> since we're talking about valet parking, I usually drive to the parks themselves because I, I don't even want to pay for the Uber. <laughs> so, And with an no annual longer, pass, you got free parking, right? Parking's no longer distanced at the Walt Disney World theme parks. I mean, this and, is this is big time too. You know, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a hot take here. I loved the distance parking, and uh, you loved the distance parking until because of the distance parking, you got sent to the end of the row. But but I usually got real lucky. Um, but let me tell you why I loved it. It, it there is such a mad dash, especially at Hollywood Studios, when people park to get out of their cars. I'm either worried. That I'm gonna open my door, my wife's gonna open her door, and someone's just gonna drive straight through it and come off my car, <laughs> or someone's gonna hit my car open on their doors, or we're gonna hit somebody's car. So to to have space to like hop out the car, get your bag, and get moving was really nice. Okay, I can I can understand that. I can get on the same page with that. Now, I normally take the bus or an Uber, so have not experienced parking in some time. But hey, hey, look that that's um that's money problems right there, Pete. I I respect your grind. Mo money, got, mo problems. I've got a couple. I think restaurant new pieces of news, right? Yeah, Th- three of them. I- I'll start in. I'll start in contemporary. Chef Mickey's will have just returned. The dinner will have just returned shortly before this episode airs. So that's one. The wave is expected to close for a lengthy refurbishment in July, and that was according to WWNT. Possible. Incredibles overlay is the rumor I think that Pete is reporting. And I think I said this after you took your family there, but I felt like it was a big miss on Disney's part not to have some kind of themed breakfast here. But I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what comes with that. And then Cape May Cafe will also have just reopened uh, shortly before this podcast airs. So let's, let's go through these real quick. Um, Chef Mickey's dinner. I've read some reviews. And they do have a, uh, they do have characters here, by the way. So if you're interested in character, you know, another character experience, this is it. But I've read the reviews and, and supposedly the food at Chef Mickey's dinner is actually not too bad. And, th- and they do the same thing basically that, uh, that we saw at Topolino's Terrace where the characters all come out and they dance. They come out individually, they walk around the restaurant and then they have a dance where all of them come out and then, they give you a card with their autographs at the end. So they're not coming up to the individual tables yet. Uh, they're not, you know, hugging your children, anything like that. They're, they're still distanced, but, uh, but yeah, it's supposedly the food is, is pretty decent. And then, yeah, the wave, Tom, we talked about on, on a previous episode, the wave, and you kind of felt like it was very cold and generic. And, and I, I, I agree with that. It, it's not. For for a restaurant at one of Disney's kind of flagship resorts, and certainly, you know, the most visible resort from Magic Kingdom, right? It's it's not a very exciting restaurant. It it does kind of feel like a generic hotel restaurant. So hopefully they do have some kind of overlay here. You know, I ate there I ate there in April. The food was decent, the service was good. We, it was quick in and out. We ate there before an Epcot day, but uh, but it'd be cool to have some kind of some kind of theme to this restaurant. It's kind of buried yeah. in the basement of the uh, of the contemporary, though. Yeah, it really is. I, I just it felt like a um, it felt like a nice hotel's restaurant bar. That's but, what it feels like to but me. But in a dungeon, kind of. 
dark. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It just and maybe it was it was a gorgeous day. I mean, we were I was already kind of depressed that the trip was coming to an end. We went to Polynesian and it was just a shell of itself. So I I don't know. But anyway, uh, let's see what else do we have? Disney canceling park reservations for guests without admission. And look, I'm I'm kind of guilty of this. Kind of. So what you were able to do in the past was book a Disney package, right? So hotel tickets and I can't get dining. So hotel and tickets. And at that point, you could make your park reservations, right? So I'm booking a package for these days. I'm making my park reservations. We're all good. Well, you could then cancel your package. It would not cancel your park reservations. So you could essentially have park reservations with no tickets, just in case you needed to hold that date in case you wanted to go. Well, Disney is now going in and actively canceling these types of reservations. So if you if you have a park reservation with no ticket assigned to that reservation, it's going to get canceled. And they're doing this to free up capacity. Now, I think they get less aggressive on this as we go on because, again, I think park capacity starts to increase and hopefully this god-awful park reservation system goes away by the end of the year. So I think you see less and less of this. And, and I don't want to hear your crap about how good the park reservation system is and how it allows Disney to plan for crowds. Because whatever, that's crap. They just need to plan for as many people as they've had there in the past. They need to staff it like it's Disney, right? Because that's that's been my biggest problem with the parks is they're not staffed. They're not ready to, to meet the guests. All it would take is, is putting double the people in there. And whatever, you can talk about the money, but... And the park experience would be that much better. So I hate the reservation system. I, I'm, I'm laughing actually that something just got texted to me. But no, I mean I, I guess I guess I, I the first time I hated the park system was when you and I were looking to go for that weekend, <laughs> and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" I was texting cast members like, "Hey, do you have any pull and can and make this happen for me?" But no, it it is. Um, I like the I like the reservation system as long as it works for me. But no, as things begin to open back up and fast passes potentially come back available, which we don't know if that's going to happen soon or when or or any of that or any of that jazz. But yeah, I, I think I'll be ready for it to go then as well. But but in Disney's current state, I don't mind it. Yeah, you don't mind it until so. Here's the problem, Tom, and, and we'll talk about annual passes here in a second. Is that let's say you had an annual pass and. You wanted to plan a trip for the next weekend, which is which is the exact experience we were in, right? We were looking at the next weekend, and there was literally no availability at any park any day. Like, we like could have gotten a Universal though; they would have taken us. Yeah, for seven hundred fifty dollars a person. Yeah, it would have been. It wouldn't have been cheap. Yeah, would I'm not have been there. cheap. So that's the frustrating part: is that again, we get back to this argument with fast passes where. There's no there's no spontaneity, right? You have to plan everything 60 days in advance for fast passes. You have to plan your dining 180 days in advance. Like there's no spontaneous trips happening. The same thing's happening with the park passes. It it's frustrating if you're within that window. Now, I mean, the way we the way we typically did fast passes, the way we typically did all that stuff, it didn't bother me because I, you know, we were up at seven o'clock that morning you know, hammering away at the fast passes. But but if you're an Orlando resident or if you're an annual pass holder and you just want to randomly take a trip down there, it's really hard to do what you want to do. It does make it 
In peak season, it makes it much more difficult. I, I'll give you that. So, so a couple other items. Annual we talked passes. about annual passes. Annual yeah, passes. So yeah. We might as well go to it, right? There's a rumor. There's a rumor brewing. Well, let's just say this. We know annual passes will come back for sale at some point. The rumor is they'll be back on sale August 16th. What is not a rumor is they will no longer receive complimentary magic bands. To me, this is a little... This is just a little much. I mean, what's the harm in giving the magic band? Well, let's 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 break this down. So first off, the August 16th date, and I can tell you where that comes from. On Disney's website, and it actually comes from this announcement that annual pass holders would no longer receive complimentary magic bands. So on Disney's website, there is an announcement that as of any sales made August 16th, 2021, annual pass holders would no longer receive complimentary magic bands. So what that's saying is, okay... Obviously, no more complimentary magic bands, but that also tells me, are they going to allow annual pass sales August 16th again? I certainly hope so. As far as the magic bands go, Tom, what do you need a magic band for right now? You you don't. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's not a real, it's not a great expense, but but they're they're useless at this point, right? You, you use them to get into the park and that's it. And you can charge if you're staying at a Disney resort. But but that's it because your phone does everything else and and now with with the Disney app rolling out and we had a buddy that went down to Epcot last week and forgot didn't have a Magic Band on him didn't have didn't even have his annual pass holder card but was able to pull up his annual pass on the app and scan his phone and get in the park that way. Yeah, you really. I think you're just supposed to be able to just put your phone next to it. You don't have to like open apps or anything. Yeah. So that's I, wild. So I, I I think that this is a continuing trend. I don't think that Magic Bands are going to be around for much longer because why why do they need them anymore? Right? They've got everybody's got a cell phone, and the cell phone's capable of everything that you know. You enable the tracking. They can uh, they can track you with your phone to get you pictures and stuff. And and I don't know if we talked about this, but I saw this on my last trip. They're rolling out a new feature where with ride photos, when you open up the app, it asks you, it, it shows you three or four pictures and it says, are you in these pictures? And you can tag the pictures that you're in and then it saves those pictures to your account. So no more of those random family vacation pictures. That yeah, you have. yeah, you don't get the family of four from Tulsa where you're expecting to see yourself and your buddies on Space Mountain. So I'm going to go through, we've got, uh, let's see, about four news items left. One of them I'm gonna, I, I think we should save to the end, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. But uh, to start, there's new, new Disney look guidelines now in effect for cast members. And essentially what this means is cast members are now allowed to express themselves, whether they want to show off a tattoo, piercings, things of that nature. This is not something that personally is going to bother me, but hot, I have read hot online. Take, hot take for me. I don't go yes. to I don't go to Disney and I don't go to Florida. Well, I don't go to Disney World to see these cast members express themselves. I go to Disney World for a certain experience and a certain persona that I feel like cast members should portray and it's been the it's been the persona that they've portrayed since Disney World opened and that's what I expect. Like I don't I I don't know. I I I think that if 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 people want to express their individuality by showing tattoos and having green hair and having piercings like that's great but Disney World's not the place to do it. 
Yeah, I'm probably opposite. I mean, I, I don't really pay attention to what the the cast members really are. I mean, I pay attention to them because you get to interact with them. But I, I guess here's here's my question, Tom. If you if you are with your kid and you're getting on Dumbo and you've got a cast member with full sleeves on both arms and an eyebrow ring and a nose ring, like loading your kid onto Dumbo, like, I don't know, it, it just, it pulls you out of the magic. I don't, so I don't have kids and I haven't seen what this is like in the park. So I do want to preface it all with that. But I think in general, it's just not going to bug me. But I, but I will say that I have read where a lot of people are bothered by this. And there's a lot of people that are very excited for it. So it's just like any other decision that ever gets made. I, uh, you know, hope it doesn't get blown out of proportion one way or the other. But yeah, that's just one, one news item to touch on. Walt's rolling over in his grave right now. <laughs> Another news item. Uh, and this is actually part of the reason we redid this episode. We were speculating on not so scary. But it's not going to happen this year. Instead, but 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 it kind of really is going to happen this year. Okay, I, no, but I want to. I want to. This is why I'm saying it's not going to happen. Not so scary. Not happening. Instead, it after hours boo bash Halloween themed party will be happening. They're going to have Halloween themed cavalcades, candy stops, characters, themed food and drink available for purchase. All right. So, what is one thing that I've always felt like very merry and not so scary did a good job of? The nighttime parades. And the character, actual character meet and greets, and so it made the ride the, the ride lines very short. When we did the, was it the villains after hour? Yep. You didn't you didn't have the character meet and greets. You really you had, I think you had a parade, but there was nothing that drew people away from the rides, and so the lines were a little bit longer, and it just wasn't quite worth the money. This will be a success if they limit the crowd to no more than five or ten thousand people. If they allow it to get bigger than that. I just don't know that people are going to stand around waiting for cavalcades like they would a parade. And it's a lot of money to spend when you're not meeting any characters. You're not seeing a fireworks show. You're not seeing a parade. Which I don't, I mean, I don't really see the difference between this and not so scary other than there's no boo to you. They're just going to have cavalcades instead. But there's no fireworks show and there's no actual character meet and greets that you wait in line and take a picture with. Well, they but there are going to be character appearances, so I don't know what that means. You know, right. are they going I to mean, be? But- are they going to be the dist like? I mean, they have distance character appearances now, right? So my kid, we randomly were walking through Norway and saw Elsa and Anna, right? So so there's that kind of stuff, and that, and that draws crowds in. But you're right; it doesn't draw crowds in like the character meet and greets would at at not so scary. Yep. So, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's tough to say what this is going to be like until we until we kind of start seeing it, which I mean, I think they're starting the Halloween party in June this year, so we'll be seeing it really <laughs> soon. But um but but I think you're right. I think they need to limit this. And I do also want to mention that unlike the villains after hours event that we went to, uh they do have themed food and drink. However, it is available for purchase. So no free popcorn, no free water, no free sodas. And we cleaned up on that free popcorn, by the way. Everyone did. Everyone did. I mean, we we pretty much ran Disney out of popcorn that night. So the the next to last news item, and there's going to be people, there's going to be listeners that are like, how is this something you're just going to brush over? But we're a Disney World podcast. Uh, Anyway, Disneyland has reopened. I did get on YouTube and watch the... 
kind of reopening little deal they did pre, you know, prior to letting the cast members go back in. I think they did it right by letting the cast go in first with their family. There are lots of distant char- distant character meet and greets. And here's something we we've already heard this from some listeners. Disneyland looks like they're doing it to where you actually get to enjoy the park and it's so much less crowded. I would tell you this. Disneyland is not a worldwide tourist destination like Disney World is. So that's number 1. Number two, they are limiting this to just people who live in the state of California. So you're talking about the people that go there when, you know, they're probably annual pass holders, locals. Number three, Disneyland's always been a more chill park than Disney World. What I would tell you, if you really want to compare it, go back and look at videos if you want to on YouTube of Disney the first few weeks and months open. I mean, I know I went, let's see, Disney World reopened. Maybe in August, something like that. That sounds about right. Maybe, maybe just before August. No, I think it. I think they reopened in. Uh, they closed in March, right? I know they I closed they in March. In, yep. I think they reopened in May. May anyway, or June. shortly after they Regardless. reopened, I was there, and then we were back in August. Anyway, I just know that when I went, it was a ghost town. I mean, I didn't wait for it. It was so weird how how dead it was. There were no lines for any rides. And so Disney World was like this. It's just been a while since it is at this level. And then Disneyland put some different precautions in. And then I just think, not to get political, but things are different in California than they are in Florida on how these things are going to be managed. Well, I I sent a little cartoon today in our our group text message that I think really really applies or really describes kind of the scenario of what's happening very well is that Disney is spending – a ton of time on on the Disneyland reopening and getting that perfect and making sure people are having a good time and and everything else is kind of slipping especially Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary and that's that's kind of the what the cartoon portrayed but uh but it feels like all we're getting for for Disney World's 50th anniversary is construction at this point right some name iridescent name tags yeah that's the cartoon right there some iridescent I'm name at it tags again. it's very funny and and then construction, right? Because a lot of the stuff that was supposed to be open for the 50th anniversary obviously got postponed, right? And nothing nothing that anybody could do about that. But it but it doesn't seem like a lot of the stuff that we thought was going to be around for the 50th anniversary is, is actually going to be there. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And this takes me to our last bit of news. And this does not have to do with the 50th. It doesn't have to do with anything other than Absolute depression on our end. No, I cry. I, like, I tears when I saw this. All right. So, we already talked about Jungle Cruise, right? We talked about Trader Sam being removed from the attraction. Disney World said the whole time, don't worry about Trader Sam's bar. Grog Grotto, uh, the Trader Sam's lounge that is located in Polynesian. Don't worry about it. Well, information signs, our signs, logo signs, all have started to be or all, all remain. The logo sign remains, but the, the info and hour signs have been removed. The bar is still closed, and the merchandise is being removed from shelves. Yeah, I'm so, going to riot. So we saw Trader Sam's member T-shirts removed from, from shelves, and, and the cast members said that they were going to be destroyed for being culturally insensitive. Now, I don't know what these T-shirts said. I don't know what they look like, but if this is the direction that Disney's going, I I don't see a path to Trader Sam's Grog Grotto reopening 
without a lot of changes because, I mean, this is a tiki bar, right? There are a lot of things in this bar that could be considered culturally insensitive to, I, I don't know, somebody, right? So with all these changes that are happening on the Jungle Cruise, with, with the memorabilia being destroyed, like, I don't see a pathway to this bar reopening as we know it. And it's it's such a fun bar. There's so much to see. There's so much to experience in there that removing what could be considered culturally insensitive would really gut the bar, right? And would really would really ruin the experience. Now, I've personally never heard anybody say that they were offended by Trader Sam's. I'm sure there are people out there that are, because in 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 the world that we live in today, people get offended very easily, right? And they get offended at, at a lot of things that most people don't understand. So I can totally see how somebody could get offended by this, but man, it just seems like this place is a money printing machine for Disney. And I don't I don't know how you deal with that. It'll be interesting to follow. I mean, I, I noticed they were trying to sell some of the mugs online and I considered stocking up and and didn't i personally don't think we're going to lose trader sam's but i do not know and there are some indicators that make you a little bit nervous but uh, i don't know how we did it pete but we got through all the news i'm amazed actually yeah and and i'll tell you i I did not put together a a trivia or secret for this episode we this was strictly a news episode Uh, i guess pete gave you a little secret in the middle when we talked about animatronics and Pirates of the Caribbean and Red and where she came from. But, uh, man, whenever I talk about animatronics like that, like they're alive, I just go right to Westworld and, and start getting nervous. <laughs> but well, And apparently that Wicked Witch animatronic was what was the most advanced model that Disney had created at that time. Now, I don't know if you've seen some of the, uh, some of the animatronics that have come after that. I, I think it's Tokyo, the the Bell animatronic. I think that's in Tokyo. Is that Tokyo? Is there? Have you seen? Have you seen? Well, the Bell animatronic is like a little too close to Westworld. Yeah, it's a little creepy. Uh, have you seen the Baby Groot? Yes. Disney Imagineering yes. put a video out on. Yes. So, like, if they can do a, a Groot and a Yoda, that'd be perfect. Have them just perusing around the parks. I don't know. It's amazing what they're. Uh, it's probably going to happen at some point. The Bo- is it Boston Robotics? Is that the name of the company? What's the robot company? Not Disney affiliated. I I think that's I think that's right. Yeah. Whatever it is, I mean, we've seen some of their stuff, and I mean, the robots can balance and they can carry things. I mean, you're you're sitting there like, well, the workforce needs to be worried because we're just going to put robots to work. But anyway, that's it for my end on the news. All right. Anything. Uh- Anything else to say? I mean, I again, we wanted to uh, make sure you guys were all up to date on on the happenings at the uh, at the world. We'll try to be a little bit better about uh, throwing the news in there and and covering some more current events as we go forward. But uh, but felt like it was necessary really to to get all this out there. Boston Dynamics. Boston Dynamics. That's it. That's it. Company. Yep. Anyway, you're absolutely right. All right. Well. Uh, that's all. That's all we have for this week. Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on the Twitter at Podcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, comments, please tweet us or email us at mendoww.gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. 
We'll see you next week.